0: You're listening to another episode of the official British Motor Show podcast for 2021. Brought to you by the Podcast Guys. Enjoy the show. I'm Adam Chambers and I'm sat here with... Hannah. And Tom. I don't know what you've been doing because I've been stuck in here while you've been speaking. (laughs) And I've had a quick read but it all sounds very, very interesting. Either we'd like to run through some...
1: Yeah, so we're from two different teams, but we ah, both compete in the World Solar Challenge.
0: Right. Which is
1: a competition for solar powered electric vehicles across Australia. It's three thousand kilometers and it's six days long. And we com- both competed in twenty nineteen.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. How do you get the with it have been hot, I presume it's charging all the time, or perhaps you'd like to tell me how it works But because people worry about range in EVs. Yeah. yeah. And obviously somehow yeah. you got around that.
1: So um because of the competition, you can only charge twice through the whole race. So we have to make our cars super lightweight and efficient in order to make it that whole distance. But in order to help us with that, we have solar panels. So our car is a four seater car and it uses about three three kilowatts while it's driving along in the race at about 50 miles an hour. And the panels in the midday in Australia will give us one kilowatt. So it really extends that range.
2: Yeah, our car is pretty much the same. We get about a kilowatt. Um, if it's a really sunny day in Australia. And um, we've got a range of about like eight hours. We can drive it for about eight hours, about 60 kilometres per
0: hour. Right. Where, where do you think the the future of EV is, Headings? We've had some sort of the journalists and whatever who read about it, but you're really at the cutting edge of it and <laughs> probably know a bit more than they do. Is it is it batteries? Is it the solar power?
1: I think at the moment it's more... The interesting thing about our cars is they push the boundaries of what can be done with passenger cars because we're a four-seater car but it is really designed to be super lightweight it only weighs about 600 kilograms so a lot
0: of it's the work yeah
1: so i think we can see electric cars becoming more efficient and having that longer range just by being lighter weight and having um, more aerodynamic design um, and the electronics inside being super super efficient and yeah. then maybe as solar panel costs come down we could see them more on cars but for now i think stick to solar panel on the house, and just make the cars more efficient in that
0: sense. Yeah. I've heard some anecdotal evidence. I think someone told me that the German post office needed electric vehicles and VW were too slow. Oh, I better not say that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> bad like I say, there's a
0: guy down the pub told me, so it could be complete <laughs> rubbish. But he said... You can just put an electric motor on an existing chassis and the rest of the vehicle. And what, from what you're saying, is that's a really inefficient way to do it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Most passenger cars at the moment are quite inefficient. They're quite heavy and... um for example, when you're just commuting around town, it's usually just one or two people. Mm. We have these big four-seater cars that we don't really need. Yeah. Um, but then also for those cars, we don't really need the range. So the things that our cars are designed for are passenger cars for much longer distances, which isn't what you'd see on a typical day-to-day journey.
0: No, no. That's a point that's been covered of people talking about range and saying it's not really a problem. Mm. Yeah. And I presume things like... Electric windows and aircon can use a really quite inefficient in a normal car that you yeah. optimise. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah no so. aircon, it was brutal.
0: Oh, there's no aircon, <laughs> you just get around it by it, not having it. Any yeah, it, it draws too much else. Oh. One of you's been involved in the car Helio?
1: Yeah, that's Cambridge. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm with Cambridge University Eco Racing. And uh, we designed a car called Helia. It took us about two years from the process of design to build. And it was completely designed and built by students. Um, it's super lightweight, so it uses a lot of carbon fiber um, aerodynamics. So if you look at it, all of our wheels are enclosed um, and it's quite long and it has a te- like uh, narrows out to a tail at the back. Yeah, and all of those things just to increase the range that we get. And uh, like <laughs> you mentioned earlier, for the race we cut out things like aircon, and we don't have windows that roll down because all of that would cut into our energy use and also would increase drag.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. I was just about. I was <laughs> you. You said it yourself. Thinking, I was thinking, can't you have manuals? But then there's the drag, obviously. Yeah. There.
1: So we have um, vents in the front of the car which feed through, which give you a bit of a breeze, but obviously that's not quite enough. But uh, these cars are really pushing the limits of what you do. So in a typical car, you would have aircon, but these cars are really seeing what's the extent we can go to, what's the extreme, and then what parts of the technology that we've uh, discovered or maybe applied in a new way can you now apply to conventional cars? Not to the extent that we have, but to some smaller extent from what we've done.
0: Yeah. Do you speak to people from F1 and people like us? They're normally at the cutting edge of things, aren't they? And I know that with the drag you get on an F1, you could basically drive them on the ceiling, couldn't you? Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. But
0: problem is you've obviously got (laughs) limited, not unlimited resources (laughs) to cover each aspect, but that's
1: yeah we're just student teams so we have to organize all of the sponsorship ourselves and all of the funding from the car comes from sponsorship so we do speak to lots of teams involved in f1 or even f1 teams for example uh, one of our major sponsors former plex helped us with the carbon fiber and it was really amazing to have such cutting-edge people help us with that it really helped
0: yeah i can yeah. imagine it did yeah. did you get this That's much help Tom.
2: uh we borrowed mclaren's wind tunnel <laughs>
0: oh nice
2: <laughs> yeah yeah we've got uh, we've accumulated quite a lot of sponsors over the years and they chip in where they can.
0: Which university are you at, sorry? Uh,
2: it's actually not uni. It's ah. uh, it's a combination of uh, two schools. So Light College and Eiffel Community College. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, the car is completely built by school kids. So, you know, eight, younger than 18.
0: Well, that's really good. Uh, what's the youngest member of your team?
2: It might be me when I started. I-, I was 14 when I started. So Right. Obviously, I didn't have much experience, but you kind of learn on the job.
0: Well, some of it's just having a like see so yeah, I'm new on the job with interviewing <laughs> it's just throwing yourself into something and learning isn't it yeah, yeah. and if you want to sort of, if you're interested in something just push it yeah
1: That's most of what our teams do. I think both of our teams are really just learning experiences because even as uni students, we don't have much experience in this kind of thing. Um, So you're really just learning on the job and figuring it out as you go. But not only learning experiences for ourselves, we take cars around to events like this and also to do outreach work. So it really is just about, you know, getting people interested in the technology as well as applying the technology in a new way to inspire commercial cars, getting it out to young people too.
0: Yeah, and making it seem a fancy job. We've had the... The people who were up early about getting young people. And so many people think it's about dodgy car salesmen and <laughs> grimy mechanics, and yet in the UK it employs 800,000 people, and it's some of it's a long, some of it's close to that, but most of it's a long way off. Yeah. yeah. Were you both into automotive before? You had been backed on these.
1: No, I really knew nothing about cars and I didn't really have any interest in cars, but um, the society was advertised when I turned up to uni and I just thought it sounded like a really great project, a great group of people, so I got involved and now I'm leading the team.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was was very similar. I had to... Well, I, I did have a bit of an interest in cars, but um, the opportunity come up and it was, well, I saw the car and it was too big of an opportunity to pass up. Right. <laughs> there was no way I was saying no to that. I've always had an interest in engineering, so it was a no-brainer.
0: I was going to say, you must have an engineering or science or some kind of background in that word.
1: Yeah, yeah. most of the students in our society are engineers. Uh, we're based in the uh, Cambridge University Engineering Department. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is open to all students but obviously most of the people that have an interest already are doing engineering
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> what what do you think can be done to get people more interested in automotive
1: I think it really needs to be done at a young age. You know, by the time people are 16 to 18, they've already decided what they want to do. And you really just have to go around to people younger. Unfortunately, that means it'll take longer before those people come up to the age where they're working. yes. Mm. But I think if you want to encourage encourage that enthusiasm, you really have to get to people before they've decided what they want to do.
2: I think bringing cars like ours and actually putting them on the road in front of people uh, if you were just a kid walking down the street and you see one of our cars you're going to want to know what's going on you wouldn't want to get involved
1: yeah, we've seen a lot of interest from kids at these events. Uh, we've bought both of our cars here today. And uh, the kids walk up and they're like, whoa, what is this? And they ask us all these questions like, where are the wheels? Why are they hidden? And "And why does it look like this? And some people ask, is it a boat? Because yeah. it just looks so different <laughs> from a normal car. Ah,
0: right. um,
1: but we had one kid leave saying, that's the coolest car I've ever seen. And I think that's the best way you can... Uh, encourage people into cars is just show them cool things and let them hands-on interact with it
0: yeah we've we've had it amazingly had some really young kids mm. be into cars they've dragged the parents on <laughs> you, you sat there who, who's the petrol head, and it's like somebody about sort of halfway up the seat i am yeah and uh, what are you interested in then i'm interested in ev good (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah. that was one today and a little girl yesterday called Marla she said she was at school she was doing maths and sciences were her favourite so I said would you mean oh right and I said oh there's an EV section (laughs) oh right and she was like really interested yeah Yeah. so you know it's great that we we don't lose that enthusiasm and interest yeah because it's a a big industry it's it's what part of Britain's heritage I think, and it, but not more importantly, part of Britain's future. Yeah. yeah. We were an innovative country and entrepreneurial, and we yeah. should we should need to nurture that more. Yeah.
1: The cool thing about our cars is because they were made by students, so you know, from fourteen yeah. to eighteen, and then sort of uh, uni students, all undergraduates. Um, You can look at people and say, we did this. And I think it's more of a bridge of a gap because when you look at a commercial car, a kid doesn't look at that and think, I can do that. But looking at our cars, they can see, you know, how it was made and we can tell them about how we made it. And I think that really helps get people interested in in maybe doing that themselves. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that that turnaround was a a big part of my experience and... um my other, my other friend's experience with this project as well, because when we first got into it, we had no clue what was going on. Everything seemed so impossible. And here I am, like three years down the line, and I'm at a car show talking to people about stats. and, Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm brilliant. It's been that kind of a trajectory. Mm. I mean, I, I'm hopeless. I understand things to a certain extent. I used to have an old Vespa and had a Haynes manual mm. to it, but I just can't seem to translate what I read <laughs> into fixing anything i yeah. just can't get a bolt <laughs> off of it can't get it back on again is there anything else you'd like what do you think to the mocha on a personal level
1: yeah it's really cool there's a lot of kids here which has been really cool to see and like i said i didn't really have much of an interest in cars before i'd started designing helia so i really have only experienced um modern uh, solutions and electric vehicles so i've been looking around at a lot of the classic cars which
0: has been really cool that's a bit that's weird isn't yeah, it yeah i think i
1: might be one of the only people who's come from that perspective you're like Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, you're, in, you're both are going to stay in the the industry, I presume.
1: Yeah, I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet, but I'm thinking of staying. Yeah.
0: You probably got a few options yeah. for both you with this. I've got. Put, I've got put got you on the one. map a you little bit. You
1: need to go to uni first. <laughs> I've got to get
0: my A levels first. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. How old do you think I look older than I I look older than I am. Yeah, well, it's yeah. partly height the beard a little it's the bit. This my, my holiday beard.
1: Whereas I think All I right. still look twelve, but
2: never
0: mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just useless on on people's ages. There are a couple of guys I thought were about thirty yesterday; they were only twenty-one.
1: <laughs> I'm bad. I just can't tell, I look, especially with kids as well. I, I should know, but I don't.
0: <laughs> I don't even look at myself. That people say, "Oh, you look young." And it's, I don't know. <laughs> still, don't really have an opinion. <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> All right. Yeah. It's up to I you. Think that summarised it for you. Yeah, well. yeah it. has been segment. really interesting. You know, Thank I mean, you. that's insane. Like... Thank you. Thanks. Great. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the official British Motor Show podcast for 2021, brought to you by the podcast guys. We hope to see you in 2022.